Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Mark McGarvey. It is entitled, Filled with the Spirit. I've always liked uh, bread. I will start with that. Um, I love toast. I love sandwiches. I bring a packed lunch every day to work and love my sandwiches. Saves money too. Um, bread pudding, you know, you go on and on. But, well, four years ago, I found out that I can no longer do regular bread, gluten. I'm gluten intolerant. That was a big, big blow, uh, because like I've always said, I love bread, and I know a lot of you here are in the same boat as me with the, uh, the gluten issue. So I'm not alone in that one, so that's, that's a good thing. But you know, there's one gluten-free bread that is my favorite, and it's made by uh, Udi's, the Udi's brand, and it's their, uh, their sandwich bread. But I tell you, it is really uh, dense, um, really heavy, it's like a, 140 calories a slice. <laughs> and, you know, reg <coughs> regular bread is 70, 70 calories a slice. It's real heavy, real dense. Uh, but it tastes good. But that's, that's the thing about bread, though, isn't it? It can fill you up. It's heavy. Um, and starting last night and for the, the next seven days, we will refrain from eating regular bread, along with everything else that has leavening in it and that raisin agent, and we symbolize that by doing that, by putting out that sin. So let us be filled with the Spirit instead. As we fight that ongoing battle against sin, let us ask God for strength. Let him fill us up with the Holy Spirit. And as we examine ourselves this week and renew our commitment to God and Jesus Christ, we need to have more Christ in us and less sin. We need to be made bold and strong with the Spirit and to push sin and its ways aside and out of our life. So with that said, let's turn to our first scripture here. Uh, John chapter 15, verses uh, 26 through 27. And we read this the other night during the Passover service. John chapter 15, verses 26 through 27. Verse 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, it will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And this, as, my, as uh, in my Bible, the heading... Here is the promise of the Holy Spirit. These last couple of verses of this particular chapter, chapter 15, the promise of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit given to us from the Father through Jesus Christ can give us clarity 
and conviction. A belief that we know the truth that Jesus Christ is our Savior and that he died for us. But it's more than that. It is the promise of eternal life, as we know. It does not have to be earned, never has to be earned, and its power is greater than anything Satan and his demons can throw at us. So we must always thank God, therefore, that he has bestowed this gift on us. Because it is, it's a gift. It's not earned, it's a gift. And by being filled with the Spirit, we can prove our strength not only this week, but beyond, as we try to build a Christ-like character. There's a, a quote I found when I was researching this message from uh, Mia Kashab, and she's a uh, Messianic Jew, I think, but this, this quote was interesting, I thought, the way she, she put this. Uh, quote, We have to let him come in to live inside us in the form of the Holy Spirit where he can slowly find all that yeast and burn it up. And I like that quote. I thought that was good. That's what we need him to do. Come into us and help us be stronger. Be strong like him and win that battle against sin. Because, of course, if you want an example of one of someone in the Bible who could resist the devil and who could say no to sin, then the perfect example is Jesus Christ himself. He is the one we look to. We look at how he did it. He has filled, he was filled with the Spirit. He believed that his Father gave him that strength, as he mentioned many, many times to both his disciples and in his messages. But he was also driven by another realism. He knew he believed with all his might that he had to do this, he had to lead a sinless life. He had to give himself over to be crucified because he knew he had to die for us. There was no other way. He had to go through the agonizing pain and death by crucifixion. Nails driven through his feet and nails driven through either his wrists or his hands. There's a lot of conjecture as to what it was. We believe it was the wrist because the, the wrist bone could, could hold the weight of the body <clears throat> when he was nailed to that, that wooden cross or stake. And then he had to d hang there until he died, which was eventually by asphyxiation because um, as the, the high day was approaching and, and sunset, the Romans broke the legs of the other two uh, thieves that were hanging by him, but he was already dead, but he died from asphyxiation because that uh, hang in there, <clears throat> it just, it, it catches you. You can't catch breath every five minutes. You have to keep pulling yourself up, and after a while, you, just, you can no longer do it. You have no strength. And, but like Steve mentioned last week, there was a need for a sacrifice from the foundation of the world. He mentioned that last week. Absolutely. God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ, knew that man would slip up and sin, so they put their plan in motion very early on. Christ would sacrifice himself for every one of us. But not just a few or a few good people. No, he sacrificed himself for everyone on earth. Because as he mentioned, he would like all to come to the Father. 
to come to the truth. There are lots of examples in both the, uh, the Old Testament and the New of those being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I haven't got these, these, uh, these actual uh, scriptures down here, but um, the book of Micah shows how he is filled with the Spirit of the Lord, uh, telling of Israel's coming judgment, and Ananias laying hands on Saul and restoring his sight, and Saul, who becomes Paul, is filled with the Holy Spirit, as it mentions in the book of Acts. And Peter is filled with the Spirit as he talks to the rulers and elders of the people in Acts 4, chapter 4, verse 8. I do have that one. But um, I'm going to stay in the book of John here for my other two scriptures here. And just go back a couple of pages to John 14, verses 15 through 21. I want to read this part here. John 14, verses 15 through 21. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees it nor knows it, but you know it, for it dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Verse 19, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Another beautiful and awesome promise by Jesus here. He will not leave us orphans. <clears throat> he is always there for us. Because he lives we will live also. Again, the promise of eternal life. And if we keep his commandments and love him, he will return that love a hundredfold. We are loved by both the Father and Jesus will manifest himself to us. He will show or display himself to us. So by being filled with the Spirit, we need and want to be filled with more Jesus. We know what he did for us. We must understand his sacrifice. As we partook of the Passover a couple of nights ago, we reflected on his last few hours here on earth in his human form. And in that, those few hours, he prayed a lot you know, for himself, for his disciples, and for us. If we can replicate God's love for us to each other, then we are fulfilling Jesus' wish for us to be a true believer and follower of him. And I want to just conclude. This is a, a sermonette. It's just a short message. Um, but I want to conclude with a, a passage we read the other night, again on Passover, but I, I think it's fitting just to review it again and go over it because um, it's a beautiful few verses that we read um, and they're relevant for us today and for the next week as we meditate and examine ourselves and look at ourselves the next week. Um, but it shows us how much Jesus and the Father really, really do love us um, and that they picked us to be here, they chose us to be here, um, and they have a special plan which is in motion. Jesus Christ will return soon and we will be granted eternal life. So I'm going to conclude with John chapter 17, 
verses 20 through 26. John chapter 17, uh, 17, verses 20 through 26. John 17, verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may, be, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. Verse 26, And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see each other at the end of this, this festival week. But it's a good week. It's a good week to meditate and think on Jesus and uh, his message to us.